All right. This is a conversation between me and my buddy Vic. We talk about all things ultra running, coaching, running a business, and meditation. Vic is a really cool guy, and you can find him and his services at runningwithvic.com. You can find us and our services at big-things-crewing.com. This show is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, On Pace Wellness, and Exoskin. Stick around to the end of the show and get some discount codes. This is the Do Big Things Podcast, where we want to inspire you to do big things. This podcast is brought to you by Big Things Crewing, a service for ultra runners from beginner to elite. Not only can we get you trained up, but we can also crew you into the finish line. Find us at big-things-crewing.com. Now, here is your host, Adam McRoberts. All right. Great to see you, brother. It's been a minute. Uh, thanks for coming on and doing the show, Vic, man. I appreciate it. Uh, absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been a absolutely. while and I uh, appreciate you thinking of me, man. Of course. How's things in your world? Everything good? Everything's good. Uh, busy, good, which is always a, a good kind of busy, good. right? Um, busy with coaching clients or busy with what? Yeah. Coaching clients is the number one thing, you know, um, there's other gigs out there right now that I'm working on, but uh, I've really just focused on continuing to build a client base with uh, Once Upon a Run, and it's, uh, it's going really well. Um, you know, I feel like the world of running is has or racing has come back somewhat mm-hmm. uh, with very little restrictions now, and yep. I think uh, you know runners all around uh, and fitness enthusiasts are starting to feel a little more comfortable lining up in the start line mm-hmm. because a lot of the mandates have been lifted. So um, throughout the summer, you know, I've had uh, been lucky to be approached by a few more clients saying, hey, mm-hmm. I'm ready to get back out there. What's your availability? I'd like to do a half marathon or mm-hmm. a marathon in the fall. So it's been it's been good. I mean, uh, they're uh, good to the fact that I wish there was times that I could clone myself. <laughs> gotcha that yeah, busy yeah. huh no yeah, kidding yeah like i said it's not a um it's not a complaint or a gripe i i this is what i love to do but uh the issue that i'm running into and you can probably relate to this adam is uh just having the you know it's just me you know i don't have a coaching staff for i i'm once upon a run that's me i mm-hmm. so when you have multiple clients and they all want some sort of a running session with you, even when you even when you spread it out. Even you know, like I think on average, a running client of mine will um, would like to run with me, uh, do a training run session with me once a week, sometimes every other week. Which, if you think about it, it's not you know that that frequency is not much. But when you have twenty clients <laughs> and they each want once a week or once even if it's every other week. I run out of time in the hour and then I have to be careful with, I can't, I still have to take care of my own stuff because this, this is once upon a run here. And if I continue to say yes, 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 
you know, you can't, you brought, your body is going to break down and you, and I'm always the first one to preach about rest is part of your training. It's part of your recovery. So, so that's the only time that I, those are the times that I wish I could, uh, you know, uh, kind of like what Michael Keaton did in that movie, Multiplicity, if anyone's familiar with that, yes. to clone yourself. So <laughs> good stuff. How are you finding all of your coaching clients? Is it mostly word of mouth? It seems like you're having some good success. Yeah, so uh, it's I would say a good amount of it is uh, definitely word of mouth, and I think uh, that's a good uh, testament to how if you're able to connect with your existing clients mm -hmm. and help them get through their training and just be there with them and staying, you know, their biggest motivator. Um, you'll find I think that yeah, they'll they'll tell somebody, they'll tell their you know, fellow runner or neighbor or friend. And, and then when they talk you up, I guess, and you would think you would hope that's the case, they'll, next thing you know, I'll get a text from that client saying, hey, you may get a reach out from so-and-so. They want to maybe talk to you about possibly coaching. So, yeah, um, so I definitely word of mouth. And I think, you know, like that, uh, that's always a good thing because, you know, like, like I said, that, that speaks volume, I think, to the kind of relationship that you build with your clients. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And word of mouth usually comes from good business, good business practices. So yeah. how are you maintaining these relationships? And just from what I've seen online, it looks like you're going over to people's houses and setting up little TRX stations and taking them through those workouts and, as well as the TRX workouts, you're on the track like early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've been watching. That's oh, good. Yeah. I like that, man. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I one of the things that I uh, I was always looking to, you know, just like yourself as a, a small business owner, you're always looking to expand outside of what you normally offer. Obviously, the run coaching is, you know, it's what I offer. But you know, um, I decided that, you know, a few years back, I got the certification of being a TRX instructor. Oh. And I got the certification through the local Y that I worked for. And I started doing small group classes there. But and then I became a big advocate of TRX because I feel like it's a great strength training because it's all suspension training and um, you work with your own body weight. And I think it's, it's a great combination with your running. I mean, any strength training is a good combination with your, or anyone's running. So, yeah. So I decided, you know, uh, to offer some personal one-on-ones with TRX. It started like, you know, early in this year. And again, that's, that started with someone who used to take my small group TRX class at the Y. And then when the pandemic shut everything down, she kind of reached out and said, hey, would you would you be interested in, do you have a TRX strap of your own? I'm like, I do. And she said, do you mind coaching me or training me one? Because I miss it. And, you know, I started with that. And then it kind of evolved into like, you know what? I think I can offer this as an additional service through Once Upon a Run, mm -hmm. you know, personal training, strength training, TRX format. And uh, I have, I'm happy to say that it's it's actually evolved to, to the point where uh, again, like it's um, um, I've had a, a good amount of success in terms of like um, clients signing up for whether they want the four pack or the eight pack. So there's a couple of different things that they can choose from as far as what I offer. And the nice thing about um, TRX is 
certainly it's a good additional asset to the business, but it does not take a physical toll on me. Okay. Gotcha. Because, because the fact that, you know, like I'm basically giving them through the workout and I'm making sure like their form is correct. So it's, you know, aside, you know, if you compare that to running with the clients all the time, again, it goes back to like my body's taking a beating. So mm -hmm. it's a nice break from running. And it's also, uh, it helps, um, a little bit with the business. So it's been good. Yeah, that's cool, man. I think it's a great idea. So you're not actually doing these TRX workouts with them. You're just kind of coaching them through it, watching their form, that kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. Because I remember when, um, you know, just like with any personal training format, I mean, even if anyone hires a personal coach through like fitness or planet fitness or what have you, uh, the trainer, a personal trainer, you're not, you can, you're, you can, you're supposed to demonstrate and show them this is the right form. Mm -hmm. uh, this is what you want to do. But you, unlike when I teach spinning or when I'm running, I'm actually doing the workout with them. So it's very important. The most important key with personal training when it comes to strength training is to make sure that you are watching the clients to make sure you, they're not doing anything they're not supposed to do. Like, okay, that strap's not supposed to be around your neck. Let me, let me show you how it's done. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So once in a while I'll, 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 and I'll, and this is something that I make clear to a new TRX, uh, client. I, I, you know, session one usually starts with, this is the fundamentals of TRX. This is the benefits. This is what we're going to do. And then, you know, if a client signed on for an eight, uh, eight pack session, my, I, I tell them my goal is to, to get them stronger from week one, all the way through, uh, eight weeks later. And then I'm always amazed. And sometimes I know if you've seen, I, I actually videotape some of their moves mm -hmm. and I, I specifically, and I'll, I'll get their consent obviously. And before I post it or anything like that, but I'll actually, you know, uh, videotape them doing like, you know, the, the TRX, uh, you know, power pool or something. And, and during the very first session, they can barely do it. But then six, seven weeks later, they're doing it with ease. And to me, that's, that's the power of like really being a good motivator and encouraging. And then, you know, in the beginning, it's like, I don't know if I can do this, but then as long as you keep working with them and keep motivating them, it, it's, it ends up being a really good experience. So, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm also curious, and I'm just asking all these questions for my own personal edification and with our business and, you know, just looking for advice, but do you coach anybody virtually, like somebody that you have not personally worked out with? Yes, yes, I have. Uh, How do you approach is, that? So, um, so I, I have specifically a client right now who, uh, I met, uh, she came into, uh, Delaware running company, which is the run specialty store I work at. Mm. And then, you know, um, I, she came in looking for shoes and we went through a fit process. And then she, and I started talking about like, you know, like what the, the benefits of the type of shoes I recommend or whatever. And then somehow she meant, I think she mentioned she was looking to do her first half marathon. And we kind of talked casually and then you know i think at one point she said you seem to know a lot about running so i said well I, i'm a running coach and uh, so anyway we she wanted to get my information and you know and then i gave her my card but she's she was actually only home 
from college. He goes to college in um, Alabama. Okay. So she said, would you be able to train me virtually? Hmm. I said, well, um, it's not something I normally do or have done, but let me think about this. I don't think it's impossible. I think we'll just have to take a different approach to it. So um, I went home and I thought about it, you know, cause I'm so used to actually physically connecting with my clients by right. having running sessions with them. So, but he has ended up being one of my best clients. So uh, the way we ended up doing is we talked about her goals. We talk about, aside from doing her first half marathon, did she have a specific goal about that half marathon? So I, I basically, um, you know, built her training plan based on uh, what I felt would be the right um, level of training for her because she's kind of new into the, into the running. And then the relationship has just been uh, a lot of uh, texting and emailing mm -hmm. because I said, look, the only, the best way for me to help you go through this training without actually training you is I need to make sure that you're going to stay committed by, you know, here's your training plan. You follow it as best as you can. And then I would like for you to text me your stats after each run so we can kind of talk about it. Mm. And then, uh, and I can kind of coach you through it. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, it, uh, she is actually my first and only virtual um, client. And I feel like it's been pretty successful. She has really made a lot of improvements. And I'm thinking this is probably something that I can, I can, um, that I can do in the future. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you recall, um, meeting Sarah in Colorado, mm -hmm. she says hi, by the way. Oh, hi to her. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She actually had mentioned this to me, you know, there's really no real reason for you not to coach someone who lives in California. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of running coaches actually do it virtually. I just sure. always preferred to do it to start off locally because I wanted that connection. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but it's something that I would definitely uh, continue doing if I feel like it's going to help others out there. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing, coaching a couple people virtually, and it's gone really well. But there is an element of not being able to connect with that person. And, you know, I have clients that I've been training for almost a year now, and I've never physically worked out with them, <laughs> right? <laughs> which yeah. is crazy, but, you know, it's working good. There's a lot of texting and emailing going back and forth as far as communication. And I've got kind of a crazy idea and people might do this. I, I don't even really know, but I just wanted to run it by you. Like, um, have you ever considered like, say your, your coaching client that's out of state, she wants to start doing some strength training. Would you ever consider doing like a TRX or strength training session over zoom? Or is that just a ridiculous idea? No, absolutely. It's not ridiculous. And to answer your question, I have thought about that. Okay. Um, I don't really see that any different than when people take advantage of the Peloton app, right? Where mm. you do everything really virtually. Yeah. Uh, and I think that uh, the advantage for you and me to do something like that uh, is, you know, like you're, you're, so I think when you do the, the Peloton, uh, you're doing it you know, live or some, some of the, I think you can do some of the classes live, but you know, the instructors, they don't, they don't really know you. Mm -hmm. So the advantage I think is if I was doing a TRX uh, strength training over zoom with someone, like 
I'm actually calling you. All right, Adam, let's go. Let's get this done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's different than when you're doing a Peloton where they're talking to an audience of, I don't know how many hundreds at one time. Right. And they don't really know. They may, I don't know if they, they may see names on the screen, but it's not the same kind of connection. So absolutely. I've actually thought about that. And then the only other, uh, the only, the only, like for me, since I do mainly the TRX format, the only uh, issue would be, I guess, if that individual doesn't have a, a pair of TRX straps. Mm, sure. But it's an easy, it's an easy investment. I mean, yeah. you can, you can buy, they come in different packages. I mean, you don't need, you know, like there's the pro level or something, but all they need is the basic strap with a door anchor. And then I can, you know, go through the whole process of training. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. That would be another way of expanding the business where you, uh, you basically don't have to leave your, the comfort of your home. Right. right. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, man, just throwing ideas out there, but it's amazing how much you can do with just a set of TRX straps or a, a one or two kettlebells. I mean, you can yeah. really work yourself hard with that stuff. Absolutely. I agree. And then, so it's interesting that you mentioned kettlebells and stuff because, uh, it's the TRX format that I offer, but I really should call it TRX plus because mm -hmm. sometimes I may have taken a couple of videos there. Sometimes I'll, I'll talk to the client about like, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. Like 90% of the time, every time we get together, it, you're going to be working on the strap. But there may be times I may take you off the strap and bring out the slam balls or the battle ropes. And they actually love that idea because it switches things up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I would probably say, you know, like if I really broke it down. I really offer like TRX plus because 80, 85% of the time of the workout within that hour, you're on the strap, but then there's times where let's get over here and let's do some med bull explosions or something like that. And then, uh, and I, I always find that the client is receptive to it because um, it just kind of gives them a break off the strap and do something different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it sounds like you're pretty busy, man. I mean, congrats on all the success. Uh, let yeah. me get this right. So you're doing personal training with a whole lot of clients. Yes. You're teaching a spin class. Yes. You're, you're running tracks, track in the morning, right? speed work. You're run working at a running shoe store. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it? Or do you have more than that? <laughs> no, I mean... No, uh, that's, that's the good, um, that's uh, the bulk of it, but I guess I haven't mentioned that I actually coach for a local um, all-girls private uh, ah, Catholic school uh, nice. cross-country, and so uh, that's, I, that actually takes up a lot of my time, and this is a gig that I landed last year. This is my second year being with the girls, and, um, and it's been a great experience. I've actually learned a lot uh, from our, my head coach uh, because she's been coaching these uh, these girls, this team for, I think, like 12 years. And then the last nine years, she's made them the defending state champions. No one's beaten this team for the past nine years. So, wow. so yeah. So, uh, so I'm, you know, I'm doing that as well. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a life is certainly is. Like I said, it's um it's very busy these days. And by the end of the day at nighttime, Adam, I'm just completely knocked out. But <laughs> I can't wait to get up in the morning and do it all over again. Yeah. yeah. Because as you know, when it comes to this industry, uh, specifically running as being the base and the foundation and then everything else that surrounds it, you know, expanding into the 
you know, uh, the TRX and then the spinning is, I think is another good uh, combo with your, you know, inspiring people. And at the same time, it keeps me pretty healthy. And then, you know, yeah, running, working at the running store and then helping coach a cross country team. It's all good stuff. I mean, like I said, it's, uh, uh, I complain in a good way. It's like, and like I said, the only, the only thing I wish I had was more time and more hours <laughs> because I could help more people because that's yeah. what it's all about. I mean, I, I think we, you and I've had this conversation before. I'll speak for myself. Um, I do this not not for the income, not for the money. There is there is none of that. I mean, there <laughs> there 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 are days sometimes I'm like, how am I gonna pay my car lease? But somehow, I feel like the good deed that you do, it works out somehow. Something and it could be as simple as at the last minute, a, a running client will say, Vic, are you available tomorrow for a session? I'm like, you know what, I am. And then that would be, you know. Uh, would supplement like, you know, like other uh, things that you, you you need in terms of like, you know, taking care of like paying bills and stuff, but it's all good stuff. Right. Right. That's awesome, man. You're busy. It's, it's fantastic. Good for you. And if we can push any more clients your way, if you're willing to accept them, man, that it's, it's, I'd love to spread the, the love around for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, man, before I forget, congratulations on, um, on, on getting married i'm so oh, happy thanks. for you guys yeah thanks, buddy. i love i love the pictures i when when sarah and i were looking at them we're like oh, look at these two man they're just <laughs> just two of the best people in the world like good wow. for them they deserve each other and then the pictures were just epic mm-hmm. it's just it was just i think i'm sure you've heard it from dozens of people it was just it was just you, you guys, and it was just wonderful. So congrats. Yeah. Thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was just us and a photographer and a dog handler. Yeah. So there's just four of us that came up because That's our dog's great. such a spaz. She would jump all over us at the inopportune times when when they're trying to take pictures and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. So there was, yeah, there was only four of us and uh, it was beautiful up at 14,000 feet. We got up wow. really early in the morning and it was definitely cold up there. Like my hands were so cold. I couldn't button my shirt up and I needed help doing it. But yeah, man, <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so as busy as you are, Vic, like how do you find balance? Uh, because, you know, like you mentioned, you have to take care of yourself first. Otherwise, everything else is going to fall apart. All Correct. your coaching clients, uh, business you're trying to run is all going to fall apart if you're not taking care of yourself first. So how do you do that? So uh, as much as I do my best to cater to my clients by being there for them and not just physically, but also um, connecting with them. I mean, you know, I'm sure you go through this. um, uh, You go through the same thing where my my phone never stops exploding Mm -hmm. with text messages. And Mm -hmm. I try to really respond as best as I can, as quick as I can, because I, I always think about it in a way where like, uh, every client that I have, I want them to feel like they're the only client, right? So, but there are times, you know, like I mean, I get to responding like until the next morning or something. But um, I, 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 I do my best to answer your question. I do my best to make sure that um, as much as I would want and wish for more hours during the day, um, I do make sure that I reserve some time for myself. Mm-hmm. because you're absolutely right because if you don't you're just going to shut down and then that's not going to benefit yourself 
myself or my client. So, um, you know, when people say sometimes, you know, I'd like to get into running, but I just don't have the time. There are times I'm kind of like, well, is that really true? Because, right. you know, if you were willing to get up just a little bit earlier, mm -hmm. there's always time. Sure. I think there's always time. Now, in some cases, for some people, that may be absolutely true. But I think for most, there's always a way if you're willing to find it, to find that time. So I will sometimes um, get up early if I can. I'm up usually all the time. And then... Um, I'm a big advocate of just uh, meditation is something that keeps me balanced. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need a lot of it. I just need, in terms of time, I need a good 15, 20 minutes where I just shut everything down. You know, like your, your, your basic meditation methods in terms of like just closing your eyes and breathing and appreciating and listening. And then to your body and your mind, just calming everything down. And then that doesn't take a lot of time. 20 minutes max and then when i'm finally out of that meditation state i that's enough for me to just keep going you know um and you're meditating first thing in the morning i try as much as possible yes sure. uh when when the world and the earth is quiet is the best time for me mm -hmm. um i have a, a side patio where i'll get out there before the neighborhood wakes up and i'll try to do my best to get out there and just kind of, you know, feel the fresh air. It's one of those screen porches that I just, um, you know, and if not, sometimes I'll just do it in my room. I'll find a corner and I'll sit down and, um, you know, like uh, the, the surrounding sometimes helps, but a lot of times you just need a little bit of space to just kind of get into that state, you know? Yeah, so. big time. Um, do you use like apps or listen to anything on YouTube while you're meditating or is it just silence and are you just counting your breaths or what particular style are, are you using? Yeah, no apps. Um, I know there's plenty out there that's uh, really good for you. I've heard um, uh, a lot of them uh, or a lot, a lot about them, but I, I'm, at this point for me, I'm just choosing to just kind of do it on my own. And it's something that's been working for me. Um, so yeah, I, and I, I, I find that if I just do the meditation on my own is, 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 uh, it, it's, it, it's working for me. So I intend to keep it that way until I feel like, well, maybe, you know, uh, there's a need to change it up and maybe take a look at some of these apps, which yeah. I'm sure they're wonderful things, but right now I'm good with just kind of doing it on my own. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, like I love meditating and it's something I do probably not every day, but I do it several times a week and try and do it every day. Do you feel like that's literally like the glue that holds you together? It sounds like that's, that's kind of it right there. Like if you're meditating, then the rest is pretty much good. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing is I don't go around telling that there, uh, I don't, it's, it's kind of like my secret weapon, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, I, not a lot of people or my clients know that I meditate almost on a daily basis, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, cause I don't, there's really no need if somebody, unless somebody asks me like, Hey, do you, are you into meditation? Yeah. And you know, but yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's just a good 15, 20 minutes of just, it's just that Zen time, you know, just kind of calm everything down. And just, it's for me, I focus on just um, when I clear 
clear my head, I start thinking about how much I appreciate what I'm doing and what I'm doing in terms of like being able to um, help any of my clients to just, you know, um, get to their goals and then, you know, and everything else really will fall, fall into places. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, the meditation to me definitely is what keeps me, uh, keeps me going. So. Yeah. And gratitude is huge, isn't it? Like when you really spend some time just being grateful for where you're at in life and the things that you have and the people that are in your life and the love that's surrounding you and you spend time, spend a little bit of time for that and hold space for it. Like every day, if you can, then you just get more of that. There's just more of it that comes into your life. It's like really this, again, like a secret weapon. It's really powerful. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and, you know, and it's one of those things where gratitude, yes, when you put things in perspective, uh, is when you really appreciate and makes you grateful to the things that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned earlier about like sometimes, you know, I come across issues where paying a bill, right? You know, mm-hmm. paying the bill because we have, you can't not, or you can not pay your bills, but then you've got different collection people calling you. But anyway, <laughs> um, but then at the end of the day, man, it's like, it's, it's all good. You know, like it's, uh, yeah, you know, everyone, everyone goes through that, you know, and then I don't let those things like get to me because if you do, then it's just going to bring you down and down and down. And then next thing you know, um, you're going to lose focus. And I just refuse to do that. So I'm going to continue working on the positive things and the, the things that I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, I think you and I have talked about it many times and you know, the biggest reward for me being a running coach and being a trainer is just the progress and the results that I'm able to witness my clients accomplish. Mm-hmm. And then even though no one's ever writing me a big check at the end saying, hey, it's not about that. It's mm-hmm. that the things that you get mm-hmm. and then you know, and there's other monetary things that comes out of it. Like, you know, like we said, there's, they'll tell somebody and that somebody will tell someone. And then that's just how it keeps going for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you weren't always a runner. Um, you came to running a little bit late in life. Yeah. And for the people that don't know your story, um, yeah, just kind of gloss over it. And if I remember right, weren't you like in the banking world or the investment world or something <laughs> at one point? Yeah, I uh, at one point for a long time I was uh, I was in the call center environment in the banking industry for like twenty something years. Whoa! And then um, I was behind the desk, you know, working the the shift work uh, because the call center had to cover the West Coast time, so I was working to like ten p.m., one a.m. Um, and managing, um, uh, you know, anywhere from 15 to 18 people were and sometimes a job like that uh you know managing a unit sometimes ends up being like really honestly babysitting because you know Mm -hmm. it's just and then uh yeah you know but certainly I didn't um I didn't plan to get into banking I, I I I fell into it and I worked hard to get to move up but but uh it was you know um just being coming into a building every morning or every day or five days a week and sitting down and it's just 
yeah it burnt me out man you know it got to the point where like you know i tell the story all the time and i keep saying it over and over again like it take it from me like when i was in my banking days uh and worked my ass off to get up to that managing level yeah yeah the income level was here i get it but the happiness level was here mm. and then it just like you know, and I had no time for anything else, let alone running. And then, and then I think it was like one, you know, like so, so finally one day I just decided to just lace up and go. And then, you know, I just kind of got into it. And then, but yeah, I mean, I was in that industry where uh, I look back now and I'm just like, God, you know, like if I had known any better when I was younger, I would have got gotten out. Of, I would have gotten out of it earlier and then mm -hmm. do this. But yeah, but I mean, again, no, no regrets. You know, like it's not about regrets, but kind of like it's a learning thing. You know, like I maybe a little too late now, but at least you can look back mm -hmm. and realize, like, yo, you know, at least you're doing this now. You know, like you could still be doing that and being. So yeah, but yeah, but to your point, running came kind of late. I mean, um, you know, like, and um, and somehow it just kind of evolved to this point where I I elevated my own running for myself, and it just became a very, you know, even to this day, it's really very therapeutic. And I think that's that's a, that's the same. That's true for probably most all runners. Mm -hmm. That's why we do it. That's why you do it. It's because especially you know the getting out there and hitting the trails when you're just surrounded by mother nature it's just it's just such a beautiful thing you know it's uh and i can't emphasize that enough so uh but yeah and i'm gonna continue doing everything that i can to improve my own running at the same time i can use that whatever skill i develop and help you know uh running clients uh, currently and also future running clients mm -hmm. Yeah. You're following your passion, man. And that is yeah. really what it all boils down to. Yeah. Like if you can't follow your passion, how are you going to be functional in society without, I don't know, a certain level of depression or anxiety, or, you know, so many people work that these jobs they don't like and come home and self-medicate and, and yeah. you're able to do what you love on a day-to-day -day basis. So it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. And at this point, you've run countless marathons, a bunch of ultras, a couple of Ironmans. You've you've pretty much done it all at this point. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like um, for me personally, like uh, anything that I do that I sign up for or register for is really something that I just want to enjoy and have fun with. I mean, there may there may be times I may decide that you know if it's a um, it's a marathon or whatever uh i may decide i'm gonna try to race it rather than run it but you know it's it's nice like i'm able you're you get to the point where you're able to decide that on your own um you know like i was talking to sarah the other day and we were we recently went up to corning new york um maybe like a month ago and um she ran a half I was the wine glass marath uh, running event. So there I, I ran the full and she ran the half. And um, I was telling her that, you know, that was my, that was my 26th full marathon. Wow. And I said, um, I think, you know, I might just tap my marathon, my 26.2s 
to maybe 30. So let me four more to go. And then I can choose, you know, you know, like uh, destination marathons would be cool. But I told her, I said, it'd be nice if, uh, if I can grab one of those remaining four marathons and do one internationally, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. now that the pandemic is kind of slowed down a little bit. And boy, if I had my choice of an international marathon, I would love to do Tokyo. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd and be Japan great is race. always one of those countries I always wanted to visit. Me too. Not just, yeah, you know, like uh, just the history of it and the culture of it. And then, uh, so yeah, so you never know. So, uh, but yeah, so I guess my point there is that, like you said earlier, like um, I feel like I've done just enough for me and now the rest of it is just, just enjoy it. Just have yeah. fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, and you're not a spring chicken either. Neither am I. Correct no. me if I'm wrong, but no. you are, you're in your fifties, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm 52. And, um, and sometimes my body will say, Hey, you're 52. <laughs> and then, so that's why when we talked about, when you asked me earlier about balance, you know, like where you have to sometimes slow down a little bit and then take care of yourself. Um, certainly, yes, the meditation helps me remind myself of that. Um, you know, like, um, I, I, I try my best to, uh, get enough sleep. Um, it, but it's hard sometimes after a long day, you're just so wired up. Uh, but there are, the nice thing about where I am now is there are days, not every day, but there are days sometimes where I can have a pocket of like a two hour window where I don't have my next client. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have anything to do with the business, you know what I do, man? Like an old man, I take a nap. <laughs> and then I, I get that power nap and you wake up and you're like, all right, next off, off to the go. next client. Yeah. It's um so there's ways and that's and I think that goes back to uh I'll add that to your question about balance. Like, you know, like such little um sleep sessions always mm-hmm. helps you. So yeah, sleep is huge, it's highly underrated. Like you have to sleep, especially if you're working out a lot. There's pretty much no way. There's a few anomalies out there, but there's pretty much no way around it. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree a thousand percent. And then, uh, um, you know, I, I do I do at times, uh, most of the time I'm able to just, you know, if I'm ready to go to bed, if my body's going to let me shut it down, um, I, can, I can go out quick, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are times too where, Somehow, we, again, you're just so wired up and, you know, your body's just not, not letting you shut it down. But I think I'm lucky in a way that most of the time it does allow me to do that. And when it does, it's like, you know, like uh, I, I'd be I, I'd be looking at my phone for a second. Next thing you know, I'm out. Yeah. So, you know, I'll, but I'll take that. That's 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 uh, something that you need. Oh, that feels so good, though, when you've worked so hard throughout the day that you're so tired, you just go right out like that. There's a there's a rewarding feeling to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then um, and I look back sometimes to like what kind of day I had, like it might have started with a track workout. And then it went from that to two clients in a row and doing some admin work. And then next thing you know, a quick lunch and then off to teach, off to coach the, the, the high school girls. And then after that, another client. And then after that, grab some, some dinner. And then next thing you know, by eight, nine o'clock, you're ready to shut it down. And mm-hmm. then I would, ra- it's interesting, man, but I would rather at this point in my life to have that kind of a long day versus having a long day, like going back to the banking industry. Totally. I'm, I'm just really 
enjoying it and mm. then uh and i'm you know and uh i have um a lot of support from my friends and uh people that are close to me and they understand that you know like this is not a lucrative business at all but it's not about that it's mm -hmm. it's never been about and it's never going to be about that it's about just being there for for your clients for individuals and helping them uh you know get to their goals yeah yeah. And your passion comes through when you speak as well. Um, it sort of exudes off of you and, and yeah, you just feel like a really passionate person when it comes to running and helping out your clients and, and whatnot. And, and I don't know if it comes with age, but yeah, I just got to a certain point in my, in my own life where, you know, I had kind of done most of the things I'd wanted to do physically as far as races. I mean, there's always races I want to do, but you know, as far as most of the distances and then it's like, you know, I just got to a point where I just would rather help other people than focus on my own, you know, goals, you know, as much as I like going out and, and crushing a big race and feeling great about myself, you know, I can get by with one of those yeah. every couple of years. It's not like I have to go out and do four of those every single year to feel good about myself. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, I think maybe for you and me, we've gotten to the point where there's really, I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes, because uh, you had mentioned those accomplishments that, that, yeah, that I've I've had and I, I've I've made or done, but I feel like, for me, like there's really nothing much more to prove to myself or to to anybody really. I feel like, you know, I've gotten in a point now where like, yeah, I would rather spend the time, uh, most of the time anywhere anyway, uh, to to help others, mm -hmm. and then. And then, uh, then, and then once in a while, you'll be like, you know what? Um, it becomes secondary that you'll be like, you know what? Maybe I'll I'll do another ultra or something. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's not the priority right now. The priority right now is just, you know, being the best coach that I can be for my clients, and then uh, helping them realize their their aspirations and their goals. And then, um, you know, like because, like I said, you know, like. I have a lot of clients now that are about to end their um, their journey with me because a lot of their races are coming up in the next month. Mm. And then I often wonder, like, what's that going to mean for the for the business, right? You know, like, but I, I'm I'm happy to say it, history tells me that after they finish this journey with them, they're almost ready to be like, hey, I want to continue working with you. Mm. Uh, I, I want now I want to do this in the spring mm -hmm. um, so it's it's good and I think that again goes back to uh, that uh, connection that you you build with your clients and mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it most of it it really just comes down to just continuing to just check in with them you know like even if it's even if I have clients who I don't get to run with because um their schedule doesn't really give them the time to do that um but if you you know like i i often will go through my excel spreadsheet of clients and kind of go through like down the list okay i haven't i haven't reached i haven't heard from christina in the last week let me just hey how's it going how's you what do you need from me and then um i find that they really appreciate that because mm -hmm. yeah. you're staying invested and that's a big that's a huge thing that's huge. Yeah. You did have time to squeak in a hundred miler last year though, right? I did. Yeah. Did that was actually Bryce 100. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. This past uh, May, 
Nice. Yes. Okay. I yeah. want to hear about that too, because uh, we texted a little bit before and afterwards, and yeah. uh, but I haven't really heard the, the full version of it. So I'd love to hear about that race. Yeah. So um, after you and I met last year in uh, Colorado, I, uh, you know, um, I took some time off, um, but Bryce was, um, was something that was supposed to happen in two, in 2020. Okay. But then um, we mentioned how COVID said, no, it's not happening. Right. right. And then I found that race with Santi Cristo where, where I met you. And mm -hmm. then, and that was one of the few ultras that was like, Hey, we've got this going on. There's not really, we're in the middle of nowhere, you know, and they weren't in the middle of nowhere. So, mm -hmm. but then after that, I had, I had deferred to the Bryce in 2021, Okay. but I had kind of, not trained for it not not on purpose it's just life got in the way of i expanded the the client base for once upon a run i was busy training and it wasn't until like god man honestly like maybe um a month and a half out sarah was like are you are you gonna do bryce <laughs> i was like I, I, I guess so <laughs> so it came down to like uh you know um the training wasn't there and it was it was really too late for me to even start but i felt like for me i felt like well you have the experience you know what you're going to go through you know what your mind and the body is going to go through so um you and your body they say that your body will recall it'll remember you know the the agony and the misery you'll go through you're just going to have to just suck it up mm -hmm. and then so um yeah so i went out there with uh, a great crew and uh my goal as always with with the with the big 100 milers is i you know i i i make sure i have enough time to meet the cutoff time so the green reaper is always behind me way behind me because i know at the later checkpoint is gonna try to be right behind me right but my point is always stay ahead of it and then um and you know this this bryce gave you a 36 hour cutoff and i was telling my team i do not care if i come in at 35 55 i don't care as long as I get the same medal as the first place person. Mm -hmm. And the only difference is maybe 18 hour difference, maybe. <laughs> and they get the prize money, but that's, that's them. That's not me. Right. You know? So, um, but boy, man, was it, it was so beautiful out there. I mean, Utah, just the West, you know, it's just, you know, and that's the thing that gets me going at him when I'm out there doing these things, uh, especially out there specifically and out in the West in the vast mountains and stuff. Very, very different from where I am here in the East Coast. Mm. And, uh, and those are the moments that I remind myself, like, look, just look around you. Like, look, look, what, look where you are and look what you're doing. I know you're in pain. I know you're tired. But, you know, you talk about uh, gratitude in terms of like, I, I put that out there because I'm like, there's a lot of people, believe it or not, would be wishing to do what you're doing right now. Yes. And they can't right. for whatever reason. It could be a, an ailment, a physical thing, whatever, but you're here. So so what if everything hurts? It's supposed to hurt. <laughs> that, that's what this sport is about. 
but yeah, it was a. Uh, I was happy again to just make the cutoff to make to make the uh, to be an official finisher. That's always my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back to the experience again. I had an incredible uh, crew team that really took care of me out there, and um, you know, and um, it was just another like um, you know like um, the the experience with those things, as you know, is just. It's you know you 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 probably get asked the same question like why do you why do you do that why do you do that to yourself like for me it's like it's the same answer for me over and over again and I think I mentioned this last time we talked it's always I feel like my biggest takeaway from doing an ultra like that is like if you know I think and I realize if I can if I can survive something like that I can really handle anything that life throws at me and then. And then also that feeling of elation that you have when you finish, when you cross the finish line. And then it's just an amazing feeling. So, but yeah, but yeah, Utah was beautiful. Bryce was beautiful. I mean, like I, I miss it already. I mean, there are times we talk about, you know, is there, is there a day in the future that we could actually be out there somewhere? We're not ruling it. I, it's just, it's just, yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you usually use like the same crew and pacers for all your ultras, right? So these are old buddies of yours. So you guys know each other really well. I'm sure that we get to a certain point and things are just clicking. They know you, you know them. You don't have to ask a lot of questions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And to answer your question, yes, uh, I have specifically uh, two guys, both names, Johns, who have been my main crew pacers for the past few ultras awesome and these two specifically know exactly what to do without even me asking them or telling them what to do and then if there's any new uh crew or team members that join the adventure i i tell the johns to you guys are in charge you you will you will you know like i i try to explain to the new people how it's going to um how it's going to go down but for the most part i leave that to the two johns to kind of like hey this is what's going to happen this is what we need you to do to make this a successful event for vic and to make this a fun uh adventure for everybody yeah. and then they kind of talk about like the logistics and talk about it sometimes even give each person a um, a job a duty or whatever at the aid stations and stuff so uh but but yeah boy to me it's very important um to have people that you can trust that you can depend on mm-hmm. um i've had many um fellow runner friends who when they find out i'm gonna do one of these things you know i, I want to do it i want to do it but then i have to politely like explain to them you know like it it's it takes a, a a special kind of um individual to be a good pace Mm -hmm. uh crew member um and you know that you're in the business it's like everything from just recognizing what your runner is going through and what they need when to leave them alone when to motivate them and um so yeah so when you have if you're lucky enough to have uh runner friends that have been there with you during a few of these uh events it's it's a big big uh it's a big advantage so yeah a big advantage it's huge and um, I, I read your race report a while back. And if I remember right, I think that you started like hallucinating dragons or something at the end of the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember exactly, but I believe there was. Some... Yes, yes, yes. 
<laughs> yes, uh, I'll tell this story real quick because I actually, yes, I wrote about it in my little write up uh, 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 race. Because I love a good hallucination story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I, my, my, one of my Pacer friends, John Martiello, he, so uh, he, I got kudos to him and to everybody really, but specifically John, he gave me like from 77 all the way to the finish. Nice. Okay, and and the, I remember saying to him like, "Hey, what what do you what 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 what's your running level these days?" And he was like, "What do you need?" I said, "Well, I I need you know so and so is going to give me this, and then but I I need someone from seventy seven on." And he said to me in my text, uh, "I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, we're mm. doing this. I'm like nice. great." So um, and that's the point, you know, like um, your runner uh, if. A runner at that point when doing 100 you're just freaking miserable you're just you know and then john is so patient i mean i mean there were times i was like i was arguing with him telling him your gps is wrong we should be at mile 90 and he's like dude just calm down so <laughs> i think it was around like like in the 90s and you know you just want to get it done because you're so close right but yet you're so far, and it's like now, and now it's like you're getting close to the um, to the cutoff, and you but you just want to get it over. I think we were going up this trail, and then um, I'm leading the pace because sometimes I'll say, "Let me lead," or sometimes I let you lead, mm -hmm. and I come around this corner, man, and I stop dead in my tracks, and he's like, "What?" And I said, "You you see that?" And dude, Adam, I'm looking at a Komodo dragon in the middle of the freaking trail. And I saw at one point, I even saw the tongue like do one of these, right? Whoa. And then John's behind me, he's looking and he's like, I said, and I'm frozen. And this is like mile 93, I think. And I said, and I'm in fear. And he's like, dude, it's a rock. <laughs> and then I kind of did one of these like, close my eyes and blink for a long time and open them. And I was like, okay, you're right. It's a rock. But <laughs> I put, I, for those who didn't see, I, I, he took a picture of this rock and I put it on my blog. I think when I wrote about it, Okay, I'm telling you, I, I would show people and they're like, I, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And then they're like, it's a rock. I know it's a rock, but my point is it looks like, <laughs> yep. and then even to this day, John will sometimes, tease me and be like, you know, Komodo dragons are, uh, are they're native to the island of Komodo, not Utah. <laughs> I'm nice. like, yeah, I, I know that. I know that. But my point is, it, it to me, it looked like a dragon. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's amazing the things you see out there after mile 90 or so, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's crazy. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. I had a, a similar sort of hallucination not that long ago where I swore that I saw a prairie dog sticking its head out of the ground. It looked like uh -huh. a little hole in the ground and it was sticking his head out of the ground and looking at me. And I stopped and I'm like, okay, well, he's going to go back in his hole when I get a little bit closer, you know, and I get closer and closer and it's, the thing's not moving. And I'm like, why isn't it moving? Like, hello. And I'm waving my hands, like go back in your hole. And then yeah. I get a little bit closer and yeah, it's just a rock. And just I'm a like, rock. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. am in Looney yeah. land. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, I think your mind is just so tired at that point. It just plays tricks on you. It kind of reminds me of, uh, 
Did you ever see the movie, um, the Pixar movie Up? No, never seen it. Okay, there's a scene there where they land on top of this mountain, and there's these rock formations that look like, like someone standing. Okay. If you look at it like a person standing, like mm-hmm. that's that's, and when you're tired, you're just not thinking right. That's why, yeah. For me, I saw a Komodo dragon. You saw a prairie dog. It's just <laughs> it's it's part of the sport, right? And then that's like, you know, that may be part of the allure for me is like, hey, what else can I imagine next time? So <laughs> how far off into Looney Land can I go without drugs exactly. on this particular adventure? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, wow. Wow, man. Um, so cool. Uh, what a great conversation. I've missed you, man. So it's, it's good catching up. And, and I wanted to hear a little bit about Bryce. You've done a couple hundreds in Utah now, right? I have. Um, so the first one was Zion back in uh, 18. And um, I can pretty much guarantee you that it probably won't. Well, I guess I'm saying this for the first time since Bryce, but I, I, uh, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure I'll be back again yeah. somewhere in that region of the country and out in the West, whether it be Colorado, Utah, California, whatever. Uh, but it's funny how, I don't know about you, but after you do an ultra, um, not too long after, you, you, you've probably gotten questions like, what's going to be your next one? Mm-hmm. I mean, for a while, I couldn't even think of, I was like, no, no, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. But then a few months go by, you know, and you hear stories and I see the things that you do. And then you're just kind of like, it starts, you know, that you know, that ultra marathon Kool-Aid comes coming across your table again and you want to drink it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, I've, I don't know. It's weird, man. I feel like there's certainly a lot of ultras here in my region in the East coast. Mm -hmm. And I'm not absolutely not opposed to doing something in the PA area, Jersey or which I have, you know, it's been a while, but I don't know. Like for me personally, there's always something about uh being out there in the more open ranges uh so so we'll see but i mean uh like i've got nothing in the books right now i mean maybe i'll start giving it some serious thought starting next year and see what's out there um so yeah but uh it, it is what keeps us uh it's what keeps us feeling alive right like the running is um just something that just you know movement moving is just an absolute like such a benefit that your body uh needs and then uh if you're a runner you know like it is the one thing that um that you look forward to so mm-hmm. yeah what strikes me as uh impressive about you is is you have this good relationship with running you're not running for ultra marathons a year and crushing your body and I would have to guess you're not coaching your clients to do that either. You know, once in a while people get crazy and they want to fit a couple of races into a year and sure, that's great. But yeah, it seems like you have a real healthy relationship with it. Um, and going back to the meditation thing, have you always meditated or have you been doing it for a, a number of years and, and where did you learn how to meditate? So uh, I've been doing it for just a, a few years, you know, um, and it's just something I just kind of started reading and do. I mean, everyone knows, you know, meditation, uh, but 
I think a lot of people don't realize the right way to meditate. And there's your basic foundation of how you can meditate and calm your, you know, uh, your mind down a little bit and just kind of appreciate everything. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, for me, I did my own little research. I basically like bought a couple of books on like basic, like, I think basic meditation. And I just mm -hmm. kind of read about the whole philosophy of it and then the benefits of it and then um, how to practice it the right way. They actually literally like tell you the kind of space that you want to look for um, and then how did the breathing technique and then how uh, it, you slow everything down and just kind of appreciate the moment. Um, so yeah, so, you know, I think it's been a few years for me now. I will, um, my intent is to always find a time to meditate daily but truth be told there are times that i miss it because mm -hmm. it's just i have one of those days like i start and boom 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 it doesn't end until when i come home in the evening and at that point my body and my mind is just not really in the right state and condition to meditate. so but every time i find patches of times here and there i take advantage of it like i said i don't need an hour for me i don't need an hour of meditation i would take it if i had it but a lot of times i don't so a good 20 minutes is enough for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I, or whatever it takes for me to get to that point. Like, okay, I'm good now, you know? And then you talk about that whole balance thing when I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. And for me, I, I don't know about you, but like, <clears throat> I don't really notice anything right after meditation. I don't feel significantly better. Um, it doesn't feel like, woohoo, okay, I'm ready to attack my day. I just feel pretty normal and level. But if yeah. I go for a certain number of days without meditation, that's when I really notice it. That's when yes. I'm like, okay, I, I'm definitely missing something. And it, I haven't meditated in a week, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't notice it right away. But if I don't do it, then I notice something happening. That's, that's a great point. I feel the same way where... Um... I don't know. Um, I may have that for me. I may have that initial after the meditation. I feel like there's that immediate bit of a relief, right? Or kind of like put things and uh, put things together. But you're right. It's when you don't do it for a while that you realize you're missing it. And then I, it's time for me to find a time tomorrow or something in the next couple of days to just really put time aside and just sit down and do my thing because, yeah. uh, and then kind of kind of bring yourself back down and ground yourself and then um and then uh, yeah it's like uh it's like medic it's like taking medication i guess in a way it's a natural medication for you to just kind of reset and then recharge yourself and just go again so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and there's almost a withdrawal process if you stop meditating just like a medication you know it's right. like brain chem there's different brain chemistry that's that's happening in in your head and uh right. it's like, okay i'm finding myself getting a little bit more agitated or i'm in traffic yelling at somebody it's like okay maybe i need to <laughs> right. take a little time to myself right yeah yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah well vic you're a badass man it's always an honor to to chat with you and just catch up uh, and that's really all i wanted to do here um People, I know you have a website, so where can people find you? Is it just runningwithvic.com or do you? Yeah, runningwithvic.com is the URL. Um, and then there's a information in there about what I do, what I offer. And then um, you can also find me on Facebook under Once Upon a Run. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, and then I, I'm 
always happy to share um, a lot of my clients' um, successes in, in Facebook, uh, in social media, or sometimes it's Instagram because, uh, you know, I, um, I want people to see, you know, what they're capable of doing uh, if they put the time and effort to invest in it. And then um, I always say, like, I'm always just my client's co-pilot, you know, like I tell them, I feel like as your running coach, this is what you need to do to get to where you want, you know, uh, but you are in the driver's seat. And what I mean by that is I can't go to your house and knock on your door and say, get up and run. You have to do that until and hold yourself accountable. And I can only do so much. So it's a good, it's a good combination. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I have no intention of changing anything with my career. This is, I think this is going to be it for me. I mean, I'm, I'm very happy with what I'm doing. And uh, to me, it's all about, it's all about that, man, you know, just being, being happy. And like I said, it's like uh, my, uh, a thick wallet for me, I don't think is going to make me happy. It's mm -hmm. like uh, sometimes the less you have, the better. Big time. You know, I mean, um, so yeah, so that's just going to be, uh, I think my approach to it. So, yeah. Good stuff, Vic. Um, I always like where your head's at and it's all, it always like just calms me down maybe one notch talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Dude, I know I, I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate you, uh, and all the things that you do keep doing the good work, brother. I just trust me. I, I get in there and I look and I see what you're doing, continue doing it. Don't do that. We talk about that passion. I think you and I have that. A lot of people in our industry do. You have to mm -hmm. in order to enjoy what you're doing. Um, I always wish you the success that you deserve and the happiness that you that you desire. It's it's there for you. We just have to go keep you know pursuing it. And I appreciate you. Uh, Really appreciate you thinking of me and then getting me back on your on your podcast here. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, of course, man. Like I said, it's always a pleasure and an honor just to chat with you and catch up. Um, yeah, man. So good stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this, brother. Um, get yourself some sleep and uh, yeah. have a great rest of your week. And if you ever come out to Colorado, you better look me up, man. Oh, you got it, dude. We Trust got a spare me. bedroom here for you and Sarah. Oh. And if you're doing a race out here, I'm pacing you, whether you like it or not, man, I'm coming <laughs> out and I'm going to help you. <laughs> no, you, you got it, dude. Uh, if I ever, uh, next time I'm back in Colorado, uh, you'll be the first person that I'm going to reach out awesome. to. I appreciate it very awesome. much. Awesome. Cool, brother. Well, take All care right, of yourself man. and uh, talk to you soon. Stay in touch. All right, Adam. Take care. Man. Okay. We'll see you. Okay. Yep. Thank you for listening, you guys. What did you think? Give me a shout. Let me know. Remember to subscribe, like, share, review. We are on Patreon as Do Big Things. That is patreon.com slash do big things. Follow us and support us there. I can't keep this thing going without you guys. For the price of a cup of coffee, you can support us for a whole month. Thank you so much to all of our supporters. I love you guys. We want to thank our sponsors. First of all, Exoskin. They make a full range of apparel from hats to socks and everything in between. Exoskin is the only seamless athletic apparel brand that is made in the U.S. 
Their stuff is tremendous at providing protection from chafing, blisters, hot spots, and odor. If you're into anything outdoors and you haven't bought any of their stuff, you are slipping, Jack. Their shorts, socks, shirts, and hats have been through some of the most challenging and rigorous races in the world. And they stand behind their products with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you wear it and you're not convinced, send it back for a full refund. So you have nothing to lose. Check them out, exoskin.us. Use our promo code BTC, all caps, for Big Things Crewing. And that is a 15% promo code, you guys. This podcast is also brought to you by On Pace Wellness. Will Benitez is working with some of the finest athletes around, and he's helping them find even more success. Will's a certified nutritionist, and he knows what's what when it comes to diet and nutrition. You want to take your game to the next level? Contact On Pace Wellness. Maybe you're not an elite athlete, and you just want to be healthier and feel better on the day-to-day. Maybe you just need a little guidance. Contact On Pace Wellness. Mention this podcast, and he's going to give you a 10% discount and get you properly tuned up for success. Last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by Athletic Brewing, the finest non-alcoholic craft beer on the market. Have yourself a tasty beer or two without all the negative side effects. You can have one in the middle of the day, not have to worry about driving. You can have a couple at night, not have to worry about being groggy in the morning. There's no hangover with this stuff because there is no alcohol. Check out athleticbrewing.com. Use my discount code, McRobertsA20, all caps, for 20% off the best non-alcoholic beer around. Buy two six-packs or more, and you don't have to worry about shipping costs. Enjoy the taste without the hangover. Remember, guys, life is short. Do big things, baby. Pedro, take us for a run.